0: Good morning, this is Karen with newclevelandradio.net and it is time for Avoid the Maze. And this is our first Avoid the Maze of 2024, which I'm really, really excited about because my my guest today, as I read your bio, Kareem, it was like, you've lived in so many different places, you have so many different influences and I'm looking at it thinking, have you achieved your goal? Is that all? Or what comes next? So give our listeners a little bit of background about who you are, and then we're going to talk about your journey.
1: Sounds great. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for the introduction and, and very happy to, to be here. I, I like your show because it does have, you know, very uh, original, unique uh, uh, concepts. Um, and uh, yeah, have, uh, it was a, a happy surprise to discover you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Um, yeah, about my journey, I mean, you, you're right. I have lived in lots of places. and uh, fun fact, as we're recording right now, i'm on um, I'm on an island uh, off the coast of Malaysia in Ooh. Southeast Asia. so it's <laughs> it's nighttime here, It's the morning for you. Um, and uh, so my journey started um, very briefly. I was born in Canada, in Montreal. My parents are from Algeria, and I grew up in France. They also had some family in France. We moved to France. They spent most of my life in France. Um, and uh, and I've never, you know, been, uh, um, I've always been quite undecided on what I want to do, you know, in the future as I grew up. <laughs> um so I've done for example a lot of acting and I thought I would become an actor and when you know one of my goals for the longest time was to win an Oscar um and uh, I'm sure I could still achieve it <laughs> um and uh and then I went in engineering school did a few years was was great love science but wasn't you know my my way so I switched halfway uh to a business school and uh, did an uh, an MBA and um uh, and within that, that you know, within that uh, that program, I also changed major uh, from sales, marketing to uh, purchasing and, and finance and so on. So I've seen it all, and I you know never really knew what I would be doing with all of this. Um, and other fun fact, I've never you never used my MBA. I've never been to a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, our, our journey is made of, you know, those decisions that we take and no regret. We shouldn't have any regrets because that's what leads us to where, where we are. So long story short, at the end of my studies, I had to do a semester abroad, which I did in Canada because I was born there. I had a citizenship, but I've, you know, I've never been there since I was yeah. a baby. Uh, so I, I moved uh, to Canada, uh, spent four years out west, then I moved out east um and uh, and that's where i started my first business um i i had in mind entrepreneurship for at that point i had in mind entrepreneurship for a few years because I, I i had done uh, i had started a career in uh, in sales and management but always for someone else um and so i wanted to have you know business of my own and it it just so happened that there was an opportunity there was a big a need in that new city i just moved in which is Halifax Nova Scotia for those who are familiar uh, on the Atl- Atlantic coast um there was a big need for cleaning i had no you know particular passion for cleaning <laughs> um but uh seeing you know a, a large demand i decided hey why not starting my you know my own cleaning company um but responding to cuz responding to to the the actual needs which was high standards of of quality you know being reliable uh, and and providing you know a lot of value and and really good service so that was that has been the values of the the the, the company from day one that was over 5 years ago now and um uh, and and as a side note again it's uh you know, a lot of people, I, I talked to a lot of people who want to get into business ownership, entrepreneurship, and often, you know, they are looking for uh, something new, a new concept, a new, original, unique idea. Um, you don't always have to find a new idea. You can do something uh, that is already existing. I mean, cleaning companies in every city, there are dozens, if not hundreds of cleaning companies, but just do it better than everyone else. Right. And, and And in which case, you know you, th- that opens the door if you have that mindset that opens the door to to any kind of uh, uh business ventures but anyways i sidetrack i tend to sidetrack a lot i'm giving you That's okay.
0: <laughs> you know it's interesting you know as a as a podcaster listening to you here's this young man who goes into the cleaning business now i have two sons okay um and It's funny because they grew up in a home that was always organized and clean. And then when I go to visit them, I go, oh, my God, where did I go wrong? However, both of them (laughs) in their business life are meticulous. So I find it interesting because I'm I'm sure your mother was scratching her head saying, He's a cleaning
1: <laughs> business. <laughs> very likely, yeah. That that's right. Yeah. Our home always, you know, was always sparkly clean and, and and very well organized, but I was not. And to this day, I mean you would see my desk here, it's pretty messy. Um, but uh, you're right, you know, as a parent, you probably plant some seeds and you never know where the fruits will will, will come, uh, exactly. in in what area of, of their life. So that's a very interesting point, actually. It's funny that you mentioned that. Um but uh yeah, back to my story. So this clean company over, you know, what I wanted to apply to it, not only gaining the experience of entrepreneurship, building a business from scratch, growing a brand and so on, but also I wanted to apply the skills that I had, you know, at that point gathered over eight, nine years, which was, you know, uh, uh, sales and management. Um, and, you know, we all have some, uh, um, some, some skills and expertise that we can uh, uh, apply. We don't have to do it all. We have As entrepreneurs, we have to surround ourselves with people people that are smarter than us, um, and you know focus on what we are best at and what we like the most. In my case, it is sales. It is you know uh, uh, management, marketing, and so on. Um, Finance and accounting, I'm really bad at it. I try to you know have people who do it do it for me. Um, But anyhow, uh, along the way, um, because when you gain you get into a business ownership, you usually surround yourself also with Other business owners and entrepreneurs and you you start to see more and more opportunities coming your way so that's something I I, I've noticed which is pretty um pretty exciting actually the more you know you grow in your business the more you see opportunities of things that you can do and so one of those two of those opportunities um came the same year uh the first one being to open another branch of that business in another city Ottawa in the capital uh with a business partner because I had you know, I had grown at that point, we're talking 2021 now, Um, you know, a very strong brand and reputation and and a whole bunch of systems and processes in place in order to delegate the business or automate the business fully. And, you know, the business not requiring me as the owner. So I was pretty much fully hands off. And so it um, uh, it um, uh, it is, at that point, usually fairly easy to just copy paste the model, to another city with someone else, you know, repeating mm-hmm. the same the same process. So that's what we've done. And the same year, I came across uh, an opportunity with PropertyGuys.com, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which I'll, I'll talk about um, uh, in a minute in a little bit more detail. But basically, that opportunity was something you know quite different from what I've done um, in in the sense of not only it was a much bigger venture. I you know I had to see many more years ahead. Um, and I had to, to, uh, uh, get some, um, investors, which I'd never done before, you know, to, uh, to do some fundraising and get some, uh, some investments. Um, and then, uh, I had to operate on, uh, on, a, uh, in a city, in a region that I'm, you know, not from and not in, uh, cause I was in Halifax at that point, And we're talking Massachusetts, that's where I'm operating, mm-hmm. uh, property guys that which is, you know, an, an interesting uh, set of challenges that I <laughs> decided to add to, to my journey. And that's what I do, you know, to to this day, yeah.
0: You know, I'm hoping what our listeners are hearing is that you, you made choices, but you thought about your choices before you got into them. So we often tell people, you know, if you're going to start something on your own, follow your purpose, follow your mission. Well, sometimes we're not quite sure what that purpose and mission is until we start developing. Uh, you talk about starting the cleaning company back in oh the late, late 70s, early 1980s. Um, I found myself to be a single mom and um, I loved greenery around me. And so out of the blue, I started a business called Not Just Plants. And I went from business to business because I didn't want to go into homes because people, you know, individuals are always saying, oh, I don't have money to do that. So I went to the businesses (laughs) and I said, look it, I can put plants in your office. I can decorate it. I can take care of them. I'm going to be your go-to person. My problem at the time was, I was just one person, and I was taught growing up, be careful who you share your ideas with because somebody else is going to take them. So unlike you, I didn't reach out to create a network. I just tried doing it all on my own. And after about three years, I had to give it up because I, was, I realized I was not servicing my customers in the way I wanted to. Now mm-hmm. I totally understand the things that I should have done back then. But you know what? Those mistakes have made me a better person today. And I think mm-hmm. those are some of the things that you've seen along the way as well.
1: Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. Um, I, I see that often uh, with... Um, so for instance, actually, I'm going to give the example of, of my business partner in Ottawa. Um, he is at a point where... Um, so he's still owner-operator. Um, And he has, you know, all the clients know him and he doesn't clean anymore, but he is still very involved and in touch with his clients, with the team, and he goes to jobs to supervise and so on. Um, And I'm trying to uh, get him to replace himself as the manager. You know, he's not clean anymore, but he's still managing hands-on. As the owner, he should replace also that task in order for him to be able to work on the business and grow it and so on and not be his own limitation. Um, in you know, in the sense of if he is uh, unavailable, say, on vacation, whatever it might be, you know, the business will will go down or even you know uh, uh, drop for you know beyond pause for for a little while, which is non sustainable. Probably something similar that you that you've experienced. Um, so uh, this leap of faith of uh, uh, deciding, okay, I'm going to delegate. My like what I do, what you know, uh, I have this business on my shoulders. I'm going to put that, put it on on somebody else's shoulders. It is actually a pretty, it's a it's a real um, uh, concern for a lot of people, a real worry. Because uh, are they, you know, is this manager going to take care of the business just as well as as me? Um, am I not going to have a massive uh, cut in my income? Uh, as well because you know paying a manager comes out of the profit and potentially right. your income as the owner um so all those concerns and, and that's why i mean it's a leap of faith because if you've done your your work well in you know uh, attracting and, and and hiring the right person training that person fully um and you know i at, at, at some point you have to you know jump jump that step and not just be behind you know behind their shoulders and looking at what they do fully you know relying on them do or die um, and at the end of the day, the surprise is often in the income part where um, if you actually have a, perform- a performance manager running your business, you actually end up making a lot more money because not only um, your time is better allocated into, I don't know, finding some larger accounts uh, or, you know, improving the processes, reducing costs, whatever it might be. Um, but also you enjoy the, the, uh, this part of business ownership a lot more because now you're hands off. you're literally making money in your sleep. Um, you know, on, on the back of maybe a couple of months, a couple of years of sweat. Um, but uh, but now, you know, it's, it's a very enjoyable feeling to know that um, your business is pretty, much, is pretty much self-sustained and, you know, um, generating you an income um, as, you know, with, without new needed in it.
0: Well, and I think that's something that we all need to understand that we can become more empowered when we share with somebody else when we let somebody else come in and work with us, you know, I hate to say for us because if they're working with us, they're going to take ownership and we're going to, we're going to make more money. Okay. They're also going to make more money. They're going to feel good about coming in at the beginning of the day and say, Hey, this is the place where I want to work. Um, And a lot of times, you know, like I said, I come, from the generation of the 50s and 60s where it was like you do it all well that's ridiculous because even today uh, i have to delegate to other people because if i don't i am totally burned out and yeah i love what i do so why put myself in that situation so tell me a little bit about property guys you went from a cleaning service to getting into this Company that not only is in a different city, it's in a different country. I mean, that's a, that has to be a culture shock too.
1: Actually, more than that, it is um, a new model, a new concept in that in that country, uh, because it comes from it's a model that comes from Canada and does not exist in in the U.S. and it's not really comparable to anything. It's very unique in its approach. So I uh, think you know Airbnb or Uber. 20 years ago when it started, it was like, wow, what is this, you know, new new thing, um, but disrupting the industry. And that's really the key, the keyword here with property guys. So property guys for now, 25 years has been disrupting the real estate industry um, by offering uh, an alternative way, uh, uh, an alternative solution to buying and selling real estate. Um, the The main issue that people have um, in, in when they want to sell their property, for instance, um, I don't know if you've been through uh, through the process of selling your home or yes. your commercial yeah. property. Uh, you have, so you probably got a real estate agent. You know, paid a commission, uh, and you also had to get a lawyer. You might also have had to uh, to to get a stager to you know organize your 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 house and a photographer and so on and so forth. So all of that um, end up costing you as the seller um, quite a bit of money. That comes out of the value of your property, the, this mm-hmm. equity that your, your property has gained, You know your home has gained over the past 5, 10, 15 years. Well, all of that, or a large portion of that, is flushed down the drain just to sell that house. Doesn't really make sense. Doesn't feel fair, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, what property guys offer is it is um, uh, so as a seller, you can choose a package that includes, that contains all the services that you need as a seller. So again, I I mentioned the stager, the photographer, the appraiser, all the exposure on the MLS, on all the, you know, the platforms, uh, the negotiation, the showings, the lawyer. So everything is included in a package. That is a one-time flat fee. And that one-time flat fee does not depend on the value of your property. Even if you have a two or $3 million property, it is the same flat fee. And usually it is in the five, six grand range on average, uh, instead of, 40, 50, 60 grand, what you would normally uh, have to spend to sell your property. So that's really what Property Guys uh, has done. And and so you, you can see the value for, for the end clients by uh, saving dozens of thousands of dollars in the process, but also being able to choose uh, a package that fits them um, in the level of control they want to have in the process. Some people want to be more hands-on. Some people want to sell pretty much on their own and sure. others want to be fully hands-off. And so all the options are, are, are there. So that's what Property Guys does. Um, again, very unique, nothing out there that is, that is quite similar. And so we're bringing this model that is very successful in Canada, very known brand in, in Canada. Uh, just uh, you know, up there with the Remax and Keller Williams, but we're bringing that to the U.S. and that's where I come in. <laughs> so I'm in charge. I'm the head of franchise development for Massachusetts. Uh, I'm also helping with with other states, but my main focus is on Massachusetts. And um, and so my job is to find those uh, those gems, those you know amazing people that will become franchisee. Um, as a, as a side note for those who are not familiar with a franchise model, when you, you want to to get into business ownership, you can either start your own brand, your own business from scratch, you know, just like I did with my cleaning company, right. or you can get a franchise, which is basically operating, it's buying in, buying a business, uh, whether it's existing or not, but you're buying being under uh, a known brand, a strong brand with a reputation, with a portfolio of clients. Um, you're buying in the um, uh, all the systems and processes that might have taken you years to figure out uh, and lots of costly mistakes on the way. Well, you have all the systems and processes in place, the training provided to you, and also some ongoing support. So all franchise models, and I'm going to talk about property guys in particular, we provide marketing surveys, we provide lead generation surveys to each of our franchisees. We have a call center in-house for uh, uh, calls coming in and out uh, to to call leads and and potential sellers and so on and so forth. Um, you know we provide so a whole the the website the CRM so all those things that if you were to start your own business it would take you time to figure those things out to learn those things to 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 buy those things it costs a lot of money to get a website it costs right. a lot of money to get a, pro, a good CRM um, graphic design I mean and so on and so forth so all of that is provided to you. And so imagine you have that in a box and that's what you buy when you buy a franchise. And, and you're not an employee of the franchise or in this case, property guys, you own your own business, but under the brand, property guys uh in in this case um so it was important to make that distinction because i realized that a lot of people think franchise mcdonald's starbucks and and that's very much it now you actually have franchise in every industry you can have franchise in the cleaning industry or in this case in real estate in the real estate industry um so back to what i do i'm yeah i'm looking for franchisee in massachusetts to uh, who will uh, acquire an exclusive territory so a piece of the map where they are the only one, all leads, all clients are theirs. They operate under the Property Guys brand. They grow the brand recognition, um, and uh, and they basically have an approach. They they bring this approach that is different to all the uh, the, the real estate markets, uh, buyers, sellers, and 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 renters in uh, in the state. So it's pretty yeah. exciting, yeah. Adventure.
0: <laughs> well, you know, anybody who has ever tried to sell their own home, okay, whether you try it as the owner seller or you go through um, a real estate broker, um, it's very, very difficult. The house that we sold, um, we lived in on the edge of a national park. And the national park mm. years before had come in and bought out a lot of people. and uh, But we were on the edge. We were still okay. But we had a house that was over 100 years old that had been remodeled but not necessarily remodeled properly. And Mm -hmm. so every agent who came to our house had a different idea of what we should do. And talk about putting money into that house. You know, we put money into a money pit. And when we sold the house, again, we had to make concessions with the buyer and do certain things. Our house was on the market for 10 years. Oh wow! <laughs> now we'd take it on and off, but for ten years, yeah, we wanted to move. We wanted to move this house. And, That's frustrating. Yeah, it was. If we had found somebody who actually could have come in, like you guys, okay, say here yeah. are these different packages. This is what we can do for you, yeah. um, and been honest with us, okay? Because our first real estate agent, I'll never forget, we told her what we wanted to sell the house for, and she said, "Oh, no problem." today that house wouldn't sell for that okay mm, so mm. you know and this goes back over 20 years so i love your concept i was out on the internet and i was looking it up and um you know you're right we can't do everything ourselves we have to find the right people to work with and that's what yeah. you're about
1: that, that's right yeah 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 it's um thank you for sharing that story actually it's uh it must have been very frustrating to, <laughs> to not be able to move. And on top of that, when you sold it, probably, you know, uh, again, spent a couple of thousands, thousands of dollars to, uh, to, to, to um, all, you know, the agent and all the service providers. For at the end of the day, I mean, probably a bittersweet uh, ending to, uh, to, to that story. So yeah, I, I hear those kind of uh, stories often because I do interact often uh, in part with um, uh, realtors and mortgage brokers a lot, because those are our best candidates um uh, to be a franchisee you don't actually need to be uh licensed as an agent you don't even need to be in the real estate industry we have many franchisees that are in you know career uh reconversion you know teachers and nurses and, and and veterans and so on but uh, the fact is someone who has experience in real estate someone who knows the market so real estate agent mortgage broker, real estate investors those people are you know amongst the the, the best uh, candidates for 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 this and you know I talk to them therefore on a daily basis and i I do hear uh, a lot of frustration from um from the the client from the market uh, we We see it more and more i mean there has been recently a massive lawsuit against uh, Keller Williams and the n a r the National Association of Realtors due in part, and it's going to be hard to summarize, but do in part with uh, unfair practices, basically, and 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 unethical practices with uh, coercion between the uh, the the seller's agent and the buyer's agent, and stuff like that. Basically, people are complaining about this model, and it makes sense because it is an in- industry that hasn't really changed in over a hundred years. Uh, it has been the same in you know over hundred hundred and twenty years, something like this. The thing is, uh, house prices has have skyrocketed over the past you know 10, fifteen, right. 20 years. Um, and so having the same you know commission uh, system when your house is worth literally ten to 50, uh, ten to fifty times more than it was you, you know worth a few years ago <laughs> um, uh, or you know a hundred years ago. Um, that's why you know there, there is such a need for a change. That's why it's so exciting you know to to be part of uh, of um, of this change and this disruption. Um, And that's why I'm targeting, you know, in particular age, real estate agents and mortgage brokers, because they see this, um, you know, frustration from, uh, from clients and people who don't really have any other option uh, to, to, to buy or sell their property. And so a lot of agents, not all, some are very, you know, feel threatened by this, but some that are actually pretty open-minded and see that frustration from the client, they, they tend to, uh, to want to become franchisee, to be able to, you know, offer something different um, than every other agent in, in, in the state, but also bring so much more value to the clients. And, and the clients do, you know, become raving fans uh, after using this model because, you know, I mean, think about it. If you had had um, a, a, a seamless experience or I would say a smoother experience um and you had saved dozens of thousands of dollars in the process you had had more transparency in the process and so on you probably would go out of your way to promote uh right. you know that model that you use that's what happened with property guys so it's uh i think for real estate agents that you know deal with uh sometimes some uh unhappy you know unhappy people and have to wait a long time before being paid for the property to be sold so on and so forth um it is a real breath of fresh air uh, to, to have a different solution and different approach like this.
0: So I started out in the beginning saying that you've lived in many places, you've been around the world. And then you told us as we started recording that you are actually in <laughs> Malaysia working.
1: <laughs> That's right. I mean,
0: what a difference our world is today that we can be wherever we want to be um, and enjoy life. So, yeah. What took you to Malaysia? Are you there on a vacation, or are you actually there working?
1: Um, so I actually have that question often by locals here. They literally always ask me, you know, where are you from, and oh, are you here working, or are you here studying? I'm like, no, I'm I'm living here. I'm here to live, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and you know, it's like but wait wait do you work here and i'm like i just live here so <laughs> um so to take a you know a step back in 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 my in my journey so when i was out west in in canada uh so when i you know moved to canada uh, one of the the first job that i that i got there because i had experience in sales i wanted to have experience in sales in english because my english was not that good <laughs> at that time um so um so i started working for a company basically uh, in door to door sales on commission, which is yeah. one of the hardest you know jobs that you can do, but also one of the most rewarding not only you know money wise you can make really really good money i mean people make you know half a million to over a million a year uh working not even the entire year <laughs> in door to door sales it, its it's re- really an industry where you can uh, you, you can um, uh, make big bucks but I don't think this is where the the biggest value is. I think it is in the uh, the way it shapes you as a person, um, as a better communicator, as a better listener, as you know, having tenacity, having so all those skills that you that you gain. So anyways, I've done that for a couple of years because you know I really enjoyed this growth, personal growth I was getting. and also I was making good money by working only you know four or five months, only during the summer. And then I was going to travel for the rest you know six, six months a year. Um, and so that's when I came to Southeast Asia the first time and I traveled all over Southeast Asia, Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore, Malaysia, uh, and so on, uh, Cambodia, Laos. Um, and, and I think that's really where I got the, uh, the travel bug. Um, even though, you know, I lived in France, then I moved to Canada, but that was, you know, one big experience going to, you know, from country to country as a, you know, as a vacation and, and getting to really discover the world at a whole different you know, culture and type of people and food and landscapes and so on. That's where, you know, I've decided, you know what, I want to do that uh, every year. So I've done that for about three years where I was working for a few months and then traveling. I traveled all over the U.S. I traveled all over Europe. Um, and at some point I've decided, you know what, I think it is not sustainable long-term um, to just work a few months, make a bunch of money and then go spend it all traveling. Right. So that's uh, that's actually where the entrepreneurial you know, um, I I started having the idea of, it would be nice to have a business that either I can work on, that basically I can work on as I'm traveling. You know, I was seeing people having, you know, travel bloggers, people who, you know, work online, IT and so on, you know, literally working from the beach or from the coffee shop, you know, in in, in those countries that I was traveling in. So that's where I started having the idea. And, you know, shortly after I I started my my first business, as I mentioned. Um, So um, long story short, um so back to back to now, uh, when I managed to uh, to to be fully hands off with my first business with teammates and I started working with property guys, I was actually ready to move to Massachusetts to relocate and then realized that it would not make that much sense. it, would, it wouldn't add that much value. I mean, it would be a pretty big deal financially and and so on to for me to to relocate to uh, to to Boston on a, you know, project that uh, might take some time before before uh, being successful. Um, so I started, you know, I was working from home in Halifax. And at that point, I was working from home on both my businesses. So I'm like, why am I not taking this show on the road? Um, and, and so I was starting to make plans to, uh, to go travel. But um, I got introduced remotely to my wife, who, who is now my wife, um, who was living in Kuwait. She's a Syrian, but living in Kuwait um and I, her family we were um, i was living very close from her family in halifax canada but she lived in, in kuwait anyways um i got introduced to her remotely 4 months later i was in kuwait and we got married oh
0: wow <laughs> that was last year
1: yeah so that was last year and um and so i lived in kuwait for so it, you see how it actually coincided you know really well cuz i was uh, on the verge of going to 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 travel you know Pretty much full time and work on my businesses um, uh, remotely, and it just so happened that marrying my wife got me off <laughs> uh, to to move to move away uh, from from Canada, and so that was yeah a year and a half ago. Um, uh, we stayed in Kuwait for seven months. Travel to, you know, neighboring countries. I've been to Saudi Arabia. I've been to uh, uh, Dubai and and so on. And then we moved to, to, to Malaysia because I had Malaysia in mind for a while. And so we've been here now for eight months, nine months, actually. Um, and uh, we're not here forever, but it's a great stepping stone. Not only it's a great country in many ways, it's super safe. It's very low uh cost of living extremely low cost of living great people great food i mean i have the beach here i have the jungle right there so the quality of life is amazing um but also it's a great step uh, uh, you know place to to be to be able to travel to all the neighboring countries who are you know okay. wonderful as well for anyone who have been to southeast asia have you been to southeast asia actually
0: i have the only foreign country i've ever been to is canada so <laughs> uh, you know there's a lot of places I have not visited, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you as a podcaster, I'm very lucky because I get to talk to individuals like yourself who have traveled, who are in different places of the world. I mean, when I decided in high school that I wanted to go into broadcasting, um, my parents thought that was the craziest move I ever could make. Um, I mean, that was back in the 1960s. There were no women really in broadcasting at the time. but I never had the dream of what I'm doing today, which I think is so wonderful, because just like you, I can take my computer on the road and I can podcast or coach from anywhere. And, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I go to visit my sons, you know, one is in Texas, one's in Illinois. And it's like, if I, I want to go for a visit. I can, but my work can go with yeah. And again, that's awesome. If I choose that I want to take a couple of days off or a couple of weeks off, like I did in Come December, here, I did it. <laughs> and what I want people to understand is that we, d- we create our own success, and our success mm-hmm. is what pleases us. So I've been asked many times, you know, what is your ranking in podcasting? It's like, I'm not concerned about my ranking. When somebody contacts me and says, I remember that show. I remember, you know, when you talked to Kareem. I heard about property guys. I heard about all these different things. Either they want your services or they want to become similar to you. And I tell people, you don't want to become the next Kareem. You want to become similar. You want to take what he's done. And see how that fits into your life, and I think you're still learning. I think you're, I mean, you've admitted, you know, you're in Malaysia now, and that's great. But you know, next week you might wake up and say, "Hey, you know, there's someplace else yeah. we need to be."
1: <laughs> we will likely be be coming back to uh, to North America in the ne- within the next six months. Um, not sure exactly when. Not sure exactly which direction you know uh, we're, we're gonna do some stops on the way including you know my parents in France and and so on um but um but that's true i mean i have no idea where i'm gonna be six months from now i don't know where i'm gonna be probably even one month from now to to be frank and uh, and you know it um it's very freeing to not focus on um on where I mean, not focus too much on where you want to be, where you should be, where you you wish you 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 wear whatnot. To just focus on on the moment. Obviously, you need to have some some goals, some uh, uh, something to uh, to to reach and an action plan to reach it. But also to be flexible along the way, um, and and be comfortable. Being uncomfortable, being you know out of your comfort zone, something you know might not happen the way the way you want it. Big deal. Do something else. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's yeah. not the end of the world. And you have to be able to bounce back like this. I feel like a lot of people uh, maybe tend to um, uh, to dwindle too much on either on failures or on challenges or on, you know, should I, would I, should I, could I, uh, instead of actually focusing either on the now or on the next step that they can control, on the, the part that they can control, instead of focusing on the past, which they cannot control or too far in the future uh, and which they cannot control either. Have a goal, but then focus on each step that you're taking to reach that goal. And, you know, you might reach another goal and
0: and, and that's great, you know? Absolutely. So tell our listeners how they can find you if they want to follow you. Sure. Um, so
1: they can Google my name, actually, because I realize you know, most of uh, the, the what you would find on Google is related to property, guys. But to contact me directly, I mean, there is my email and my my phone, my professional phone number uh, pr- fairly easily uh, to sorry pretty easy to find. Uh, but on LinkedIn, usually LinkedIn, that's where I'm the most uh, the most. Um, uh approachable and uh and and i love to you know to start conversations with with people who want to know more about property guys or don't want to know more about entrepreneurship business ownership i'm i'm you know pretty open to uh to, to those kind of conversations but if they want to know more about property guys again they can google my name they can google property guys franchise or property guys massachusetts and they, they'll find a lot of materials um we have videos we have have you know my website should be in the top 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 results. Um, and uh, and if if you're someone who is either in Massachusetts in Texas, Florida, or Connecticut, but Massachusetts is my main focus, as I mentioned. Um, and you are in the real estate industry, or you're an aspiring entrepreneur. You know it's your New Year resolution. You want to start your first business. You're sick of your nine to five. This could be you know a good uh, a good opportunity for you. So don't hesitate to reach out and to 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 learn more. Uh, and very non salesy because I think it makes no sense in my industry to, to push a franchise on someone who's not a good fit. We're really looking for people who are mutually good fit. And so it makes the conversation very, you know, casual and, and easygoing. Let's let's this yeah, way. Yeah.
0: Well, we're we're gonna put all this information in the show notes. So there's no excuse no, thank you. for somebody to say, Hey, I didn't pick up on it. And it's like that's okay. <laughs> you can listen to the podcast again, or you can Just go to the show notes and find Kareem. Thank you for meeting with me today. What time is it right now in uh, Malaysia?
1: Right now it is almost 10 p.m.
0: 10 p.m. And I still
1: have another three or four meetings and some admin work to do. (laughs) It's okay. I mean, it's part of the challenges that come to, you know, obviously it's not all uh, rose and, you know, rainbows and whatnot. Uh, (laughs) It does come with challenges to be working abroad. And the time time difference is is one thing, but it's a very small, you know, uh, aspect. And thank you for having me. It was Absolutely. really lovely chatting with you.
0: Well, have a great day and uh, safe travels. Bye bye now.
1: Thank you.